Well, good morning. Welcome you here this morning. And if you are online listening to this or watching this, uh, thank you for joining us also. And please don't be afraid to leave a comment at the end of this. And uh, even if it is something to the effect of when is pastor coming back. Uh, <laughs> but we would appreciate it. <clears throat> Our text today is, <clears throat> excuse me, Luke uh, chapter 23, verses 32 through uh, 43 ish. Um, but before we get into this, <clears throat> um, we have decisions we make um, as a school person. Your decisions may include uh, whether to join a sports team, uh, what position to be on that sports team, whether to try out for band or chorus, what instrument to play, uh, something to that effect. When you get out of school, you get to decide whether to go to college, uh, maybe which college to go to, and uh, what career path you would like to choose. These decisions are getting bigger. Uh, the cost of some colleges today, you could probably buy a really good house in Elba for the cost of four years of college, and maybe the best house in Elba, I don't know. Um, so it, they are big decisions. Then we can go on to buying the house. Um, where do you work? What is your career? Um, and where do you have to go to to get that, uh, the career that you want? Uh, another big decision. To me, the uh, biggest decision we would make here on earth is probably choosing our spouse. Um, the right choice can make uh, life a lot better. Uh, the good times can be really good and the bad times can be a lot more tolerable. A bad choice with a spouse is the good times might not be so great, and the bad times are probably not going to be good at all. But there is one decision that we have to make that is, has eternal um, ramifications, <clears throat> and that's what we want to talk about today. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, Leading up into this portion of Scripture, um, Jesus has been betrayed. He's been taken before the Sanhedrin. They have given him the most mockery of a trial that has ever existed on earth. Uh, he is found guilty of uh, things he has not done. He has um, been put before two Roman leaders, um, and they really didn't want to have anything to do with this decision. Pilate comes up with the idea that um, I will release uh, someone, which was the custom of the day, uh, to the people, um, and I'll pick the worst criminal we have in our system, or Jesus, and they'll, they'll let Jesus go. Well, the, the Sanhedrin got the uh, people riled up enough that they chose to release Barabbas, <clears throat> excuse me, who was a, a murderer, a thief, a plunderer, <clears throat> excuse me, what we would call today a terrorist. And there's probably a message here that 
um, <clears throat> Barabbas really felt the substitutionary place of Christ on the cross, literally. But we're not going there. <clears throat> so <clears throat> we are at the point where we are, <clears throat> excuse me, at the cross, the men are on the cross, <clears throat> and we will pick up the reading. There were also two others, criminals, led with him to be put to death. And when he had come to the place called Calvary, there they crucified him and the criminals. One on the right hand, the other on the left. Then Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they do. And they divided his garments and cast lots. And the people stood looking on. But even the rulers with them sneered, saying, He saved others, let him save himself if he is the Christ the chosen of God. Excuse me. The soldiers also mocked him, coming and offering him sour wine, and saying, If you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. I knew I put this here for a reason. An inscription also was written over him, In letters of Greek, Latin, and Hebrew, this is the king of the Jews. Then, one of the criminals who were hanged blasphemed him, saying, If you are the Christ, save yourself and us. But the other, answering, rebuked him, saying, Do you not even fear God, seeing that you are under the same condemnation? And we indeed justly, for we receive the due reward of our deeds But this man has done nothing wrong. Then he said to Jesus, Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus said to him, Assuredly, I say to you, today you will be with me in paradise. (coughs) If we look in the other Gospels, everyone has a little different take on it. We find that Both of these criminals that were um, hung with Christ were both accusing him. These criminals, it isn't too big of a stretch of the imagination that um, these people, two men crucified with Christ, could be accomplices of Barabbas. They were both Thieves, murderers, we don't know that for sure, but it could be. Whether they heard of Jesus before or not, we're not sure, but um, they joined in with the crowd in mocking him and um, blaspheming him and um, saying, if you are the Christ... Um, the chosen one of God, save yourself. Save us with you. Prove it. So, a crucifixion begins at 9 o'clock in the morning, and um, Christ died at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, our time. 
<clears throat> and these criminals were with him for 12 hours. They started off mocking him, and then <clears throat> we find in verse uh, 40, the other criminal answering rebuked him, saying, Don't you even fear God, <clears throat> seeing you are under the same condemnation. We're getting the due rewards of our deeds, but this man has done nothing wrong. And he asked Jesus to remember him when he comes into his kingdom. And Jesus obliges him. <clears throat> Both men were equal on that cross. Christ was the only one that could um, come off that cross. Once you were on a cross, your next step was dying. Simple as that. Through the course of time, <clears throat> the one criminal just kept blaspheming. The only thing he seemed to be uh, concerned about was the fact that he got caught and he was on the cross. He never got to the point of realizing who Christ was, and his only plan was to get down off the cross if he could. He faces an eternal future um, in hell. The other man <clears throat> realized, for reasons the Bible really doesn't tell us, that um, there is life after death with our soul. Jesus is in charge of that. He is the only one worthy. <clears throat> and if there was any hope for him after that, it was through Jesus Christ. So he showed belief in Jesus Christ in his uh, statement, uh, Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom. <clears throat> and Jesus assured him that he would. So each of these men made a different decision. They only spent 12 hours with Christ. <clears throat> the one man that chose to um, except Christ for who he was, uh, <clears throat> he ended up with an eternal future in heaven. Um, there are plenty of verses in the Bible <clears throat> that t tell us that our souls will live on eternally and that um, we will have a future even when our life as a human here uh, ends on earth, our souls will keep on living. And there's a lot to be said about either, either choice of these men. We'll present this as the, the bad news and the good news. The bad news being the man who chose not to accept Christ, his future was an eternity in hell. Now, we've all got a picture of what we think hell looks like. Uh, might be the devil with the pitchfork and some flames coming up. Um, the Bible somewhat gives us a description that way, but uh, there's a lot more to it than that. <clears throat> the Bible teaches us it is a place of torment, a place of everlasting fire, um, outer darkness, 
If you've ever been in probably a building that had no light, like no light, even if it's a building you're somewhat familiar with, it's a pretty weird feeling to be in that. Um, And then um, the eternal torment, the weeping and gnashing of teeth, the fire, and then um, this is what we'll call the pregame. Eventually, all of that gets thrown into the lake of fire, which John describes in Revelation as a fire, um, the lake of fire burning with brimstone. Brimstone is common in the Dead Sea area. It is a rock that can catch fire. It burns with very sulfuric um, qualities and produces a suffocating gas. Whether this is literally what it is or not, I don't know. It might be the best John could describe it, um, but it could very well be worse. So that was the future of the man who rejected God. And in the story of Lazarus, the rich man came back and asked Jesus for Lazarus to touch his finger in in water and just let it drop fall on his tongue that it may soothe him. So that wasn't too good of a place to be. And then the story of um, the demon-possessed man in the Gadarenes, even the devils um, begged Jesus to let them go somewhere other than the great abyss. Um, And he obliged them into the herd of swine. The devils knew what was coming if they went there, and they didn't want to go there. So if the devils are scared of it, why would we want to go there? Anyway, that is the future of one who does not accept Christ as their Lord and Savior. The other man, although he was on the cross, he was only with Jesus for 12 hours, realized where he stood before a holy God, that there was no nothing he could do to change his status. It was only through Jesus Christ that 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 could change, that Jesus Christ was the only one worthy of being able to do that, and he decided he wanted to um, be with Jesus Christ. And he asked him to remember him when he came into his kingdom. He, he didn't know when that kingdom was going to happen, but he wanted to be there when it did arrive. And Jesus obligingly told him he would be with him in paradise. Um, Jesus dies. We assume the other two uh, thieves died shortly thereafter. But... Uh, we need to make a decision <clears throat> today, um, or in at least the very near future, of what do we do with Jesus Christ. My father, um, I can relate that to the man dying on the cross. My dad accepted Jesus Christ on what turned out to be his deathbed. Um, he had had a stroke. Um, he was up in the Veterans Hospital in Buffalo. Toward the end, he had all kinds of tubes in him, and um, he couldn't talk. We'd 
go up and see him and pretty much tell him what was going on because he really couldn't communicate back to us other than maybe a nod of the head one way or the other. And uh, one night or one afternoon, probably a Sunday afternoon, we went up there. He was all smiles, and, and he was trying to tell us something, but we couldn't understand it. And if you knew my father, and Pam Gefell can, can vouch for me, um, the last thing you would think was he accepted Christ. Uh, he was, I, I don't know what happened, he never talked about it. He was in World War II, he probably saw a lot of things that we shouldn't see uh, in killing and stuff, um, but he, ne- he never spoke about it. I didn't even know about it until his funeral when Pastor Bloom Uh, mentioned that he accepted Christ up there. But then it made sense because he was smiling and trying to tell us something. We just didn't have a clue what it was. The other example I want to give, maybe you're younger, you think you got a lot of time to um, live life, and then I'll decide what I want to do with Jesus when I'm 50 or 60 or something like that. This happened quite a few years ago. Um, There was a a man by the name of Peter Boyce that worked at Agway. Uh, He, um, I didn't know him real well. He uh, would load or unload me. We bought soybean meal from him and took corn up there, things like that. And he was the guy I had to see to to do whatever I needed to do. So I knew him, but I didn't know him. Anyway. Um, one weekend, if I remember the story correctly, he loaded up the family. They were headed to one of their parents' house, whether it was his or his wife's, I don't know. For some reason, I don't know if I ever heard, they ended up with a head-on collision with a tractor-trailer out in the S-curves out going toward Pavilion, going out of Batavia. The whole family was killed. Husband, wife, and I think he had two kids. So... You don't know when life on earth is going to end. So um, I encourage everyone today to um, examine where their life is with Christ, whether um, everybody in this room and everybody in the world is on one of these two crosses, those that have rejected Jesus Christ or those that have accepted Jesus Christ. The future is, the eternal future is pretty clear as to what's going to happen based on your decision of that. You're going to go to uh, hell, the lake of fire, eternally, if you haven't accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. You're going to heaven if you do. As Christians, we tend to look at the Uh, the positive side of it because, hey, we accepted Jesus Christ, we're going to heaven for eternity. Um, But the other side of that is there is an eternal life for those that have rejected Jesus Christ. Um, After the great great white throne of judgment or the final judgment, however you want to describe it, is when um, everybody that has rejected Christ whose name is not written in the Lamb's Book of Life, will um, be put into the lake of fire for eternity. Um, 
it is the most important decision we can make uh, in our life here today, um, in our time on earth. Whether you have already done it and you are a, a child of God, uh, praise the Lord if you have already done that. Um, the people I see here know most of you fairly well. Um, say pretty much everybody has, so praise the Lord for that. But if there is one that hasn't, I encourage you to do it today. Um, and um, for anyone listening on, or watching this online, you can contact the church. We'd be more than happy to um, help you through this. And then if we are a, um, a child of Christ, what are we doing to tell others about Jesus Christ? Um, being the only way to get to heaven is through Jesus Christ. We have loved ones, family, friends, whatever, somebody down at the convenience store, whatever, that we like, that we need to share Jesus Christ. And based on the uh, description the Bible gives of what will happen eternally, we should be um, doing our best to tell others about uh, Christ and what he has done for us in dying on the cross. That we want to see our loved ones, our family in heaven with us, not in hell facing the punishment that um, will await them there. And I can't emphasize it enough. Um, It's not a punishment that lasts for so long. It's eternity. Um, It is not a a fixed time. Um, Eternity lasts forever. So uh, that is the gist of what I have to say today. It's probably one of the shortest ones I've ever spoke on. Um, But um, we do need to make the decision if we haven't yet. And if we have, we need to share with our friends and family uh, about Jesus Christ and give them the the choices um, between heaven and hell. And... um, The challenge for you today is uh, ask the Lord to give you like one person or maybe a couple people that you can um, talk to Jesus about and um, that they would be uh, searching and willing to listen to you about their future with Jesus Christ. Um, That is the challenge. We can all look at ourselves, judge ourselves, see how well we are doing about sharing um, Jesus um, and then try to put ourselves into a better, um, I don't know if better words, plan of action to, to do more of it uh, with, with other people that we know and um, try to um, fill, fill heaven with as many people as we know. Uh, some other things I left out of the description of heaven they, uh, there's no pain. I like that one. Um, <clears throat> no sorrow, no um, tears. Um, the walls of the New Jerusalem are built out of precious stones. 
Um, the colors are kind of across the board. We don't necessarily know what all of them are anymore. Some of them have changed names, but um, it, it'll be gorgeous no matter what. The uh, <clears throat> street will be made of gold, uh, a translucent gold that we will walk on. As much as people may crave it today, it's going to be essentially dirt in heaven. Um, and God's glory will fill it. There will be no more need of a sun, obviously no more darkness, and we will uh, be able to see God with our own eyes. That's something that in the Old Testament, if someone saw uh, God, they, they were going to die um, because they weren't worthy to see him. We will be worthy. Um, so heaven is um, it's a real good picture compared to the torment that hell shows. And I encourage each of us, if we haven't made that decision, to make it. And um, if we have made that decision for Jesus Christ, um, accepted him as our Lord and Savior, and um, then we need to, to share him with other people. And that is all I have for this morning. So let's close in prayer. Heavenly Father, uh, just thank you <clears throat> that you did send your son, that he died on the cross. Uh, he took our punishment upon him and gave us a hope of an eternal future with him. <clears throat> and um, we know the decision is out there. Nobody can make it uh, for anyone else. It's an individual decision. And... Um, just help us to share the love of Christ with others and um, convict uh, with the Holy Spirit those that we are able to share with that they would want to uh, accept Jesus as their Lord and Savior. And uh, just, just guide and direct us. Um, be with us in our business meeting coming up shortly. And uh, again, may you be honored and glorified through that. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you very much.